1: We now rejoin today's message already in progress. The first three and a half years of what we call the seven years of tribulation, but it's three and a half years. The first three and a half years, now think about this. Listen to me now. Is when the Antichrist is trying to establish his rule throughout the world, and part of that has to be making peace With Israel. And he comes up with the plan. A seven year peace treaty. That secures Israel. That reestablishes the offerings of animals on the Temple Mount. Three and a half years of peace. And all the Peta people. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals are protesting. All of the Muslim countries hate the idea that the Jews have rebuilt their temple on the Temple Mount, right next to the Dome of the Rock. They hate the idea that their sworn enemy, the Jews are supposed to be a protected people and living in peace. They hate this idea. So enough protests are finally getting to the Antichrist. And he sees he's beginning to lose control over all of these nations that he's supposed to be over all because of Israel. So three and a half years into that seven-year peace treaty, the Antichrist makes a move and stops the sacrifices on the Temple Mount. And when the Jews resist him and tells him, you have no authority here. That's when he moves militarily, secures the Temple Mount area. And there is no way I can absolutely say 100% true. I can only tell you what the Holy Spirit has shown me, and I believe it to be true. The Bible clearly says, Daniel said it, called it the abomination of desolation. Jesus said that, or when he has explained all to John, that when he lifts himself up to be God, that's when all hell breaks loose. I believe from what I've studied that the antichrist as he moves to stop the temple sacrifices and the Israeli leaders tell him you have no authority here I th- I believe it'll be a type of flippant remark when they say this temple belongs to God and you have no authority here, he'll say something along the lines of "God, I'm God here," and if in an effect to disannul the Jewish God. You see where I'm I'm headed with this? That he's not going to hold a an official ceremony. And say, I am God. One, the Muslims would kill him. They do not believe in a human God. The Muslims believe that uh, the Muslim Jesus will return to assist the Mahdi. In ridding the planet of the Jews and infidels and non-Muslim believers. Alright. So you're not going to get a Muslim stand up and say I am God. Worship me. Because they kill him themselves. So I believe that this Antichrist. The leader of all the world except the Jews will stand up to put a stop to the temple sacrifices. And when he's resisted, they say, You can't stop these sacrifices. This temple belongs to God. He's going to say something like, God, I'm God here, not your God. You know, something flippant like that. And that is the sign. That the last three and a half years, that clock has started ticking, because at that moment, that is when you all the terrible things you read about in the Book of Revelation, all of these things begin to happen at that moment in time. Huge. Natural disasters, war, starvation everywhere, a tyrant ruling the world before the end comes. So the disciples come and ask Jesus, what are the signs when these things are about to happen? When will it happen? What are the signs? What can we do to prepare? Jesus answers their questions in reverse order. If you look at it, because the first thing he talks about as a sign you need to look for, the first thing he says is, be aware. To watch for the signs, to pay attention to the signals that mark the beginning of the end of the age. What age? The age of Christianity. I mean, you can see things right now, especially in the United States. It's already happened in France. It's already happened in Great Britain. It's already happened in Canada. It's already happened in the Muslim nations throughout the Middle East. Christianity is being struck down. If you speak out, speaking the Bible, preaching what the Word of God has to say about immorality and things like that, you can be arrested and put into prison. And now we see the same thing starting to happen in the United States of America. So the end of the age, Jesus says, be aware of what's happening. That's the first thing Jesus says. Look in in verse 5. Mark 13, verse 5. And Jesus, answering them, began to say, Take heed lest any man deceives you. For many shall come in my name saying I am the Messiah. I am Christ. And shall deceive many. So the first thing he says is be aware of what's going on. Watch. So you're not deceived. And we are to watch. So we won't be worried about it either. Oh, I mean, you can be concerned, but you should be watching what is happening on the news. Not so much like, oh God, what are we going to do? But watch and say, Lord Jesus, you're the one that's in control. Mark chapter 13, verse 7 and 8 goes on to say, when you hear... About wars. Rumors of wars. Don't be alarmed. These things need, need, need to happen. But the end is not yet come. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. But these are the beginning Of the birth pangs. Now, let's stop right there for a minute. Jesus used the illustration of a woman about to give birth. When a woman first conceives, you can't tell if she's pregnant. She knows she's pregnant. Because she knows she's pregnant, she will tell her spouse she's pregnant. Now, both of them believe she's pregnant. But there's no outward sign she's pregnant. Every person they tell, we're going to have a baby. They can't tell by looking at them, looking at her. If she's pregnant, they just have to believe it by faith. And as time goes on, you hit the second month, the third month, suddenly you begin to see the first signs that what they said is true. Jesus used the illustration of a woman giving birth To relate it to the end of the age. In Jesus' day, after his death, burial, and resurrection, and he said, All power has in Matthew 28, all power has been given to me, both in heaven and in earth. Now you go and preach the gospel of this kingdom to all the earth baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And look, I'm with you all the way to the end of the age. Glory to God. They couldn't tell. They just had his promise. Just like the woman who conceives and knows inside herself. She's pregnant. There's no... V- physical observation that can be made but as time goes on the first outward appearances begin to take place so it is with the kingdom of god with the rule and reign of jesus signs begin to happen and one of the first signs well we'll get to that in a second i don't want to get ahead of myself Jesus says, watch for these signs for the beginning of the end. And as things begin to happen, when in A.D. 69 or 70, when the Romans tear down the temple of God, throwing down every stone one from off another, taking all the gold... Jesus said, that's the first sign. See all these stones, all these precious stones, all these beautiful stones? There won't be one stone left here on top of another. Bingo, sign number one. And since he said it, 35, 36 years after his death happened, that sign occurred. That was the... F- There's other other things as well. That was the first major thing. It's like the woman who is is pregnant gets up and goes to put on a pair of jeans and, oh, they don't fit anymore. Sign number one right there. Now, she knew in herself for the past two and a half months she was pregnant. Now, all of a sudden... She knows. There's the sign right there. Things are beginning to take place. And Jesus used that illustration. And he said, watch for these signs because it's the beginning of the end. It's not the end. It's the beginning of the end. And as time goes on, signs will begin to happen more and more and more frequently. Just like a woman about to give birth, there will be some tremors and contractions to start with. False messiahs will appear. That's one of the signs. Wars will increase. Rumors of wars will increase. That's, That's another sign. Earthquakes and famines and natural disasters and floods and fires in various places. All these... Are beginning of signs. Contractions starting to happen. Contractions of the physical world beginning to happen. And you hear about earthquakes all the time now. We're hearing about earthquakes in the middle of the country, Oklahoma. I read an article just a couple weeks ago that said, the number and the massiveness of the earthquakes happening in in Oklahoma and southern Kansas and, and Eastern Colorado and, uh, and New Mexico, all those areas exceed those right now that happen in California. So we and, and you see on the news devastation. Italy just had a devastating earthquake. All these signs are just the beginning of the birth pangs. I mean, usually now we have news reports, live, live news reports from the site of the damage within hours, if not within minutes. We've had major earthquakes in Haiti and Chile and China and the Middle East. And the war on terror has elevated the incidence of war to a whole new level. And people are starving to death, even here in the United States of America right now. And yet there are politicians that claim they have all the answers. Elect me and I'll fix it all. They won't fix anything. They can't fix anything because all these things are spiritually based not naturally based they're acting like little mini messiahs they promise to change things for the better and save the world if you will just vote for them but we know we who know Jesus personally, in a relationship with Him. He is our husband. We are His bride. The church is the bride of Christ. We who are in a relationship with Him are not deceived. Because He told us that these things were going to happen. And we're not distressed about it. You should not be distressed about it. I don't care if they drop a nuclear bomb in the middle of New York City. We should be concerned with the people who are there, but we should not be worried about what happens to us. Because absent from the body is present with the Lord. And as a matter of fact, if there is going to be a nuclear war, I hope they drop it right on top of my house. I want to be out of here in an instant. Jesus, 1 uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 says, In the twinkling of an eye, that's one eleven thousandth of a second. Take me home, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Anyway. We know these are just the birth pains that lead to the birth of the new age. And I'm not talking about the new age movement. I'm talking about the age that is called the 1,000 year reign of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Everything we see right now are contractions. Related to the birth of Jesus' new kingdom, hallelujah when he rules and reigns on this earth, peace for a thousand years now some people, we covered this last time so I won't go that much into it some of these people talk about oh there will be such peace and kumbayas and all that but there will be people still on this earth not born again Who resent Jesus. We return with him. And you can read this. I believe it's in Revelation. Either 19 or 20. We return with Christ. To put an end. To this age. Jesus said. If I didn't put a stop to it. Then no humanity would be saved. These times were not shortened. No one would be saved. But there are still people, we return with Jesus to rule and reign in glorified bodies that can never die. But there are still people who were not born again, that are still alive. There are still people being born into this earth because natural conception is still taking place, which is the reason why at the end of the thousand years, they have to have an opportunity to choose who they're going to follow. But these people still resent Christ. And Jesus says that, uh, the Bible says that Jesus will rule with a rod of iron. I mean, if they get out of line, he's going to be quick to step in. Justice will be immediate. That's what our job is going to be. Amen. Anyway, I'm getting off track again. You see, only Jesus has the answers to this world's problems. We who look to Christ are not going to be misled By the false promises of others in the meantime. No way. We are not going to be deceived. We're not going to be distressed. Even if we face persecution ourselves. We need to stand up. And say no. If they say you can't preach in his name anymore. Or we'll take away your papers pastor. You should just give it to them. Here take it. Because as Peter and John said in court, should we obey man or obey God? You choose. As for us, we're going to preach what we know. Amen. Now, in Mark 13, back to Mark 13, verses 9 through 11, Jesus says, you must be on your guard. Take heed to yourselves. They will deliver you up to councils, And in the synagogues you'll be beaten and you'll be brought before rulers and kings for my sake for a testimony against them. The NIV says you must be on your guard. You'll be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings and judges as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations, all people groups. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, don't worry about it beforehand, about what you're going to say. Just say whatever is given to you by the Holy Spirit at that time. For it's not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. The arrest of Christians will lead... To an opportunity for witnessing. Amen. Persecution will be the result. Because unbelievers don't want to have it. Right now you see so much rampant unbelief being pushed on society. It's estimated and I'm trying to get my figures right. So if I'm off a little bit, forgive me. This is in my notes. it's coming to me from the Holy Spirit. So it's pretty accurate. Less than one-half of 1% of the population of the United States is transgender. But yet the politicians are making the other 99.95% of the population of the United States allow them to use whatever bathroom they want to use. Allowing them, allowing homosexuals that are less than two percent of the population of the United States, by some estimates, some estimates is four. So let's say less than five percent of the population of the United States is homosexual. But yet we must honor them in being married and have all the benefits of marriage. And in some states, they're trying to make it illegal for pastors, Christian pastors, to say, I will not marry them. So 99, 95% of the nation is being forced to do things they do not believe in to honor the 5%. Do things look backwards to you in this? And if you speak out against them, you can be put in jail. Canada right now, if you preach from Romans chapter 1, if you preach anything that the Bible says about homosexuality being wrong, you can go to prison It's the same thing in France and the same thing in Great Britain. They don't want to hear it. They want smooth things. They don't want to hear the gospel. Is there any wonder that the impact that the church is having on American society right now is going down? Because the pastors in the pulpit have failed to stand for the word of God. Well, we have separation of church and state. No, you want to know what the actual separation of church and state is going to be? The rapture. The church will be gone and the state will be left.
0: Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net-zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.